When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Raider Nation? Matt Holder from Silver and Black Pride here to bring you another episode of Holder's Handful on this fine Friday. Hopefully you guys have had a chance to check out Tape Don't Lie and Bill's podcast throughout the week, but if you haven't, make sure you check it out right after this. Today, I'm going to be giving you guys some injury updates, recapping the biggest news stories of the week, and sprinkling in a little preview of Sunday's game against the San Francisco 49ers. With that, let's get to it. We'll start things off with a few injury news, and unfortunately, there's not a lot of good news to report as a handful of guys went down and very few returned. I mentioned this last week, but Richie Incognito suffered a leg injury in the final joint practice against the Rams. Other than knowing it's a calf strain, we still don't know the severity of the injury, but the Athletics' Deshaun Reed reported that Incognito missed practice all week. The old veteran likely wouldn't be playing this Sunday even if he was healthy, so it's not terribly concerning at the moment, but Incognito's calf is certainly something to keep an eye on as we inch closer to the regular season. During his press conference after the game in LA, head coach John Gruden said the team hopes the guard is ready to go week one against the Ravens. Cornerback Keyson Nixon exited the game against the Rams early and was held out of practice this week. There haven't been many updates on Nixon's injury, so we don't know many specifics about the injury, including the severity of it. I'd imagine Nixon is comfortably on the right side of the roster bubble as he's a key contributor on special teams and should factor into the cornerback rotation this season, so I don't think he necessarily needs to play on Sunday. If the three-year veteran is held out of the game, look for Isaiah Johnson, who recently returned from an injury, Damon Ornette, and or Amick Robertson to step up and take advantage of the extra reps. I mentioned last week that it was a rough one for the Raiders linebackers, and unfortunately, this week it didn't get any better. Nick Wachowski missed practice again this week, and there have been little to no updates on his what's bothering him. In fact, while discussing the injuries to his linebackers during a press conference this week, Gruden even said that he's not going to give out any injury updates until he absolutely has to. The good news is the coach did seem somewhat confident that Kwiatkowski will be back in time for the Monday night season opener. Similar to Incognito, Nick Morrow also went down in practice in Los Angeles. The people in attendance made it seem like Morrow's injury was serious, and Gruden, while still not giving out complete info, reinforced what everyone was saying. The coach said that Morrow would be out for quote-unquote a while, and that his injury was more serious than fellow linebacker Javen White's. Gruden did say that White will also be out for a while, but to be honest, this might be the best of a worst-case scenario for White. For those who missed it, the UNLV product injured his knee against the Rams, and it looked like he was in a lot of pain as he got carted off the field. Personally, I was worried that he tore his ACL, but the Raiders didn't put him on injured reserve, so that's a good sign that White should return to the field soon. In the meantime, look for young linebackers like Tanner Muse, Divine Diablo, and Max Richardson to take advantage of the extra reps. Running back Jalen Richard is still out indefinitely with a foot injury, so obviously he missed practice all week. Defensive end Cleveland Farrell and guard Denzel Good didn't practice this week, though no information was shared about their injuries. If an update comes on either of those two, we'll be sure to let you guys know about it. Moving on to the news of the week, we'll start things off with a few roster transactions. To get down to 80 players, the Raiders cut punter Corlysis Waitman, park guard Parker Anger, cornerback Rasul Douglas, wide receiver Marcel Aitman, linebacker Darren Lee, and defensive tackle Darius Stills. Waitman and Anger come as no surprise since Las Vegas already has a good punter in A.J. Cole and have plenty of depth on the interior of the offensive line. Douglas was a bit of a surprise since he's a veteran cornerback and the silver and black are rather inexperienced at the position, but as he missed a few tackles during the game, the Athletics' Vic Tafer tweeted that Douglas has been having a rough camp. 
Also, it's been a few years since the five-year pro has been very good, though he did get picked up by the Houston Texans already. After putting together a nice performance in LA, it was a bit of a shocker to see Aitman get let go. Granted, his game against the Seahawks wasn't pretty, and I even said that I think his days as a Raider were numbered, but the organization was probably doing him a favor by cutting him sooner rather than later, as Aitman is entering his fourth season in the NFL and was a long shot to make the final roster. Now he gets a chance to explore the open market a little bit early and potentially see if things can work out somewhere else. As for Lee, he was one of the many injured linebackers on the roster and will be reaching an injury settlement with the organization. To be honest, I think this will likely mark the end of his career, and if it doesn't, I'd be surprised if he sticks around in the league much longer. Stills was another injured player who got the axe this week, and this one is probably the most disappointing of the bunch. A lot of people, including myself, thought he was a steal as an undrafted free agent signing, but unfortunately he couldn't stay healthy, and I think we all know how much patience John Gruden has for that. Stills did clear waivers and was placed on the injured reserve, so his tenure with the Raiders is on hold, but far from over. Las Vegas did make a few additions to the roster this week as well. The first was re-signing undrafted free agent Devery Hamilton on Tuesday. Hamilton started training camp in Vegas on the non-football illness list before getting released on August 6th, but the Raiders are in desperate need of a fourth tackle, so the Duke product has a second life and a decent chance at landing a spot on the final roster or practice squad. Not a bad situation seeing as he didn't have an NFL home in the last couple of weeks. Finally, the team traded with the Carolina Panthers for linebacker Denzel Perryman, and in a corresponding move, cut to Von Cooney, who was only in the building for about a week. The Raiders gave up a 6th round pick and got back a 7th in addition to Perryman from the Panthers. That's an excellent trade for the Silver and Black who are in desperate need for his linebacker and only needed to swap a couple late round picks to make it happen. Perryman does have a long history history of his own, but Las Vegas needed somebody for the short term and the former Charger has some familiarity with Gus Bradley's system having played under him for the past 4 seasons. In other non-roster related news, legendary Raiders wide receiver Cliff Branch was named to the Pro Football Hall of Fame Senior Committee nominee. That means the committee will vote on Branch's Hall of Fame candidacy next February, and if he gets at least 80% of their votes, he's in. Being named the senior committee nominee also means Branch will not be going against any other competition, and traditionally, the senior committee nominee gets voted in, and that's how Ken Stabler was elected back in 2016. So that's good news for the Branch family and Raider fans, including myself, that have been clamoring for the OG of speed receivers to should be in the Hall of Fame. Branch was a three-time Super Bowl champion who put together several memorable postseason moments in the silver and black. It's taken way too long, but it sounds like his brawn bus will finally have a place to stay in Canton, Ohio. Vic Tafer dropped a story on Monday morning that certainly had Raiders Twitter wanting wild. According to one of Tafer's sources, Gruden and company reached out to the Chicago Bears about potentially trading for Khalil Mack this offseason. For anyone who's had their head buried in the sand over the last few years, the coach infamously traded the pass rusher for a couple of first-round picks that would eventually turn into running back Josh Jacobs and cornerback Damon Arnett. It was no secret that Las Vegas was looking for a pass rusher this offseason, and according to Tafer, Gruden knew the Bears were looking for some salary cap relief, so he picked up the phone and gave Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy a call. Obviously, Gruden's offer was declined, and the team went on to sign Yannick Ngakwe in free agency instead. I don't doubt that this happened, especially since it's coming from Vic, but I do think this was probably not as big of a deal as it seems. What I imagine happened was not much more than a single phone call just to do some research and see if the Bears would budge. And then when they didn't, that was the end of it. One thing that did strike me of significance that Tafer pointed out is that the fact that Gruden was willing to swallow his pride and potentially face immediate backlash for trading for Mac back, and it goes to show just how much the coach doesn't care about his reputation and just wants to make the playoffs. One of the stigmas facing Gruden since his return to the Raiders is that he has too big of an ego, so it's a good sign to see that he's willing to put that aside and do what's best for the team. 
It's become an annual offseason tradition where the NFL Network releases the list of the league's top 100 players, voted on by the players, and a couple of Raiders made the cut this year. Running back Josh Jacobs made the team's first appearance on the list, coming in at number 68. He surpassed a few notable names like Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas and Vikings linebacker Eric Kendricks, while also finishing just behind linebacker K.J. Wright and Cardinals defensive end J.J. Watt, who ranked 67th and 66th respectively. Tight end Darren Waller was the other Raider to make the cut, landing on the 35th spot on the list. Waller beat out 49ers tight end George Kittle, who came in at number 50, and Waller currently is the highest ranked tight end on the list. However, the NFL Network is releasing the top 10 on Saturday, and Travis Kelsey's name has yet to be called, so Waller will likely finish as the second highest ranked player at his position. A top 35 ranking and being ranked the second best player at your position is certainly nothing to scoff at, though, and hopefully he'll be moving up the list and eventually take over that number one spot. Quarterback Derek Carr and defensive ends Yannick Ngakwe and Max Crosby are probably the three most notable Raiders to not make the top 100 this year. Raiders digital team reporter Levi Edwards recently got to sit down and get to know rookie right tackle Alex Leatherwood. Edwards got to peel back the curtain on Leatherwood and reveal that the rookie likes to read, is a little bit nerdy, and prefers to be a quiet leader with an introverted personality. We linked the article in one of our Silver Minings pieces this week, and it's up now on the Raiders team website. When you get a chance, you should definitely give it a read to get to know a little bit more about the man underneath the helmet. Alright, time for my favorite part of the show, a little preview of the game against the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday. Earlier this week, 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan indicated that a lot of the starters will see some action against the Raiders. That's been pretty consistent for San Francisco this month, seeing as starting quarterback, for now, Jimmy Garoppolo has played in the team's other two preseason contests. It's also the exact opposite strategy Las Vegas has used. In fact, offensive coordinator Greg Olson even said this week that there's a high risk and low reward for to playing your top quarterbacks in the preseason. And yes, that's quarterbacks, plural, which tells me we're going to get four more quarters than Nathan Peterman on Sunday. Now, I'll do the same thing as last week and give you guys five players I had my eye on this weekend, and I'll be in the press box this week tweeting out any updates. The first player I'm going to be watching is cornerback Amick Robertson. Robertson has played well so far as he's only allowed 28 receiving yards and a passer rating of 86.1 when targeted, and he boasts an impressive 80.9 overall PFF grade. Missed tackles were an issue for him last year, but so far in the preseason he's missed zero and actually ranks tied for third among cornerbacks with three defensive stops in coverage. Gruden mentioned Robertson looks more comfortable on the outside in his press conference this week, stating, As an outside corner, you can see what he is. You see the skill set that he has, he's played better, he's got more confidence. Not that he can't be a nickel because he's worked in there, but he's clearly at home on the outside. Now, Robertson will be tested this week as he's going against rookie Trey Lance, who has a cannon for an arm and has a special connection with wide receiver Trent Shearfield. Those two combined for an 80-yard touchdown in the first preseason game and a 41-yard bomb in Game 2, so I'm sure they're going to be looking to connect on a few more bombs this Sunday, and hopefully Robertson's ready and got his PF flyers on because he's going to have to run. Moving on to number two, and that's going to be linebacker Tanner Muse. I've already mentioned how the Raiders are banged up at the linebacker, and that means Muse needs to step up because the team's probably going to be relying on him early this season. Gruden mentioned how big Muse's role, given all the injuries and how valuable rep these reps are to Muse in a press conference, stating, He's playing Will, he's playing Otto, he's playing two or three positions, and he's a very good special teams player. And he needs to play. He didn't play at all last year. He hasn't really been a linebacker for more than six months, so this is good for him. Hopefully he gets another good experience against a great offensive football team on Sunday. Muse has looked better and more comfortable playing linebacker the more reps he's gotten. One thing that I've noticed is that he's stronger at the point of attack and doing a lot better at getting off blocks. 
However, he'll be tested this week against Kyle Shanahan's vaunted outside zone rushing attack, as Gruden pointed out, and that system can also put a lot of stress on linebackers with a heavy dose of play action. Sticking within the Raiders linebackers corpse, Divine Diablo is another player I'm going to be watching this week, and it's for a lot of the same reasons as Muse. The Raiders linebackers are down, and Diablo is returning from an injury on his own, and this is a newer position for him, as he only played linebacker about 25% of the time as a junior and senior at Virginia Tech. Not only will Diablo be facing Shanahan's scheme, but he'll also be mixing up with Charlie Warner, who known as, who's known for his run blocking skills. The second year tight end currently has the highest PFF run blocking grade, 87.1, at the position this preseason. Of course, Muse and Warner will have their back and forth too, but at least Muse has a few games of experience as a full-time linebacker to lean on, whereas Diablo doesn't. I mentioned at the top of the show that the Raiders re-signed undrafted free agent tackle Devery Hamilton and how he has an unprecedented opportunity this weekend. The signing is likely a result of poor pass protection from Jared Jones-Smith and Patrick Omey, as both of those two have looked like their feet have been stuck in cement, combining to allow 13 pressures and 5 sacks in just two preseason games, so that's where Hamilton will be looking to make an impact. Granted, Hamilton doesn't have a track record of success in pass protection either, as he gave up 25 pressures on 468 pass blocking snaps as a senior and recorded a PFF pass blocking grade in the low 60s. Hopefully, he's been working on his pass sets during the time off so he can step in and contribute to what is currently looking like a potential weak spot on Las Vegas' roster. Rounding things out on the players to watch is going to be wide receiver Keelan Doss. It's been a rough preseason so far for Doss. He's caught six passes for 55 yards and has no touchdowns, and has the second lowest yards per route run among wide receivers on the team with at least two targets. On top of that, he had a bad drop last week that led to an interception, and he's only averaged about 1.3 yards after the catch per reception this month. Obviously, he could use a big performance on Sunday to help ease his case to stick around on the practice squad at the very least. Doss did get some help from the roster cuts this week. Now that Marcel Aitman has been waived, that leaves DJ Turner and Dylan Stoner as Doss's biggest competitors to stay in Las Vegas and whatever capacity that might be. As rookies, Turner and Stoner have youth on their side as an advantage over Doss, so that puts more pressure on the latter as he returns home to the Bay Area. Hopefully a little home cooking will reignite the Alameda natives so he can continue to show the potential he displayed back in the 2019 preseason. Alright, that's going to wrap things up for today. Make sure you're following Silver and Black Pride if you're not already, and of course, make sure you're following myself on Twitter, at mholder95. And on that note, talk to you guys next time.